Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 42 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, we got to start off the week by admitting to our mistakes um, that we have made last week. Because we got a tweet from V Cinema Show on Twitter. Uh, last week, I, th- I think it was me. I think I definitely was the one who said Shanghai Dragons don't have an academy team, but I was completely wrong. Um, it was when we were talking about, is when we were talking about, uh, Kodak, I think, and talking about how, um, uh, the, yeah. the, the, the lots of teams can send players to the, you know, academy, academy teams just for experience. Yeah. Yeah. And not only do Shanghai Dragons do have an academy team, but they have been sending some of their players there for experience. Uh, Fearless and Five Kings specifically, who were on the team last year, are now on their uh, academy team, Team CC. So V Cinema Show tweeted us, enjoy enjoy your show. Thank you, V Cinema Show, if you're listening right now. Uh, he said, FYI, the Shanghai Dragons academy team is Team CC, Fearless and Five King, who were on the Dragons during the inaugural season, were moved to CC most recently. Hashtag breakthrough. Liked by the Shanghai Dragons themselves, V Cinema Show. Congratulations. <laughs> that's, that's how you know you've made it. Yeah. I mean, and he in his in his Twitter bio, he is a Shanghai Dragons fan. So that that's big. That's big for him. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, but there, there we go. I mean, it's always it's always good to admit to your mistakes, Joe. Um, and and we're here doing it right now. Uh, we're wrong sometimes. Don't take our word um, <laughs> as fact. Uh, but yeah, Joe. Now that we got that out of the way, I think it's time to talk about the Houston Outlaws. Have you heard of them? I, I guess so. I mean. <laughs> I, 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 hopefully you're pronouncing that right. We haven't heard yeah. <laughs> uh, much about them yet this season. But don't know if I've talked about them on the show before, but they're a team. It's true. <laughs> uh, they just yeah, suddenly they... showed up this week. It's great. I, I guess so. The stage in general, too. So they're two and one in the stage now, right? They're two and one. So coming into the stage, they start. They were three and eleven. They're five and twelve now. And um, they, if you don't know, they beat the San Francisco Shock in the first game of last week, three to two in five maps. Uh, they also beat the Boston Uprising four zero. Uh, so and they lost to NYXL in five maps last week. So their stage is fine right now. Uh, two and one when you when you're facing Shock, NYXL, and Boston, pretty good. Uh, we'll talk about Boston later because I have no clue what's happening there, Joe. Uh, but I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna instead of go. I mean, we can we can go into the game in, in a bit here, but I'm gonna we're gonna start off with some a hot question, Joe, a fiery question, <laughs> and that is, do the Houston Outlaws make season playoffs? Season playoffs. Season playoffs, not stage. It's, it's easier to make it's... stage, but they're five and twelve. Can they sneak in to that wild card spot? Um, let's see that means they got to pull up their uh, their schedule season schedule don't I yeah um, well the rest of the stage is, they the got rest Paris. of this stage is really doable they um, got Paris they got Washington they got Toronto and, and Florida that's it. and Florida so that's yeah. really easy and next stage they're playing uh, Washington again uh, Paris again 
Um, Gladiators London probably be their two hardest matches of next stage. Which is... um, and then also Philly and Atlanta in week two and Chengdu. And they got London. Yeah. They got London that stage. London's pro- London and Gladiators, two hardest matchups, but the rest of them are winnable with, with their current form. Yeah, I mean, if they keep, you know, from three matches of data that we have, uh, which isn't, you know, tons, but, I mean, I think it was Jake saying uh, that, you know, the the, mids, the mid-season break was really good for him. Uh, sort of just a reset about trying to figure out what they need to do and uh, get stuff going. I mean, you know, take New York to five maps, you take Shock to five maps, um, and then a dominant four over over Boston. I mean, that's exactly uh, that's exactly what you know you need in something like that. Oh yeah. Um. So if they are, what is the record right now? Five and twelve. Five and twelve, and they'll probably need. Well, t- technically, right now the Toronto Defiant in the twelfth place spot only with seven wins, so they're only two wins behind. Um, 12th place right now so they're pretty they're 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 in there yeah i'm trying to think i think if you if you wanted to finish with a 500 record that would be probably doable again if they keep up these last two weeks worth of stuff probably doable um i imagine that's about as the best you can hope for though um uh, again, coming from five and twelve, and then, um, you know, in theory, that'll um, that should make because it's top twelve, um, right to get into the, like the yeah. play-ins and stuff. Mm-hmm. So in theory, a, a five hundred record ought to be good enough for that. Uh, yeah, yeah, Definitely, yeah. Because I mean, right now, right now we have two teams under five hundred who are in that position: Paris and and Toronto, both two true. two games behind five hundred. And they are currently, if the season ended today, they would make it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it's, it's possible. I think I'd certainly be more um, confident saying that after uh, this next week. And we can, you know, watch Houston and I guess only play one game. No, they're playing twice this week. Yeah, so a, a good win over Paris, good win over Florida. Um, you know, these are the kind of wins that you need if... Uh, you want to be a team that's <laughs> making these play-ins, um, especially if you want to have any kind of success at all. Yeah, I think the Paris one's going to be uh, a good match because Paris is kind of getting hot here too. Um, I don't know what their win streaks look like, but the, but they've been looking a lot better lately, especially in this stage. I think both Houston and Paris sort of a bit on the rise here. Uh, so that that's definitely going to be a match to look out for. That's um, That's... Well, we're recording this on a Thursday for the first time, so that's today. It's true. Yeah, um, a little bit, a little bit late this week, Joe, but we're here. I forgot to mention that at the beginning of the podcast, but but we made it. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is our first, this is like crunch time. We're right, we're right before the games here today. It's true. It started in like what five hours, something like that. Yeah, 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 five hours. Yeah, four. Okay, cool. And let's let, let's get let's move on. <laughs> let's let's yeah. make sure we can get this out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we we're, our podcast usually runs you know six and a half hours, so we have yeah, to. Yeah, so we really got. It's going to have to be a shorter yeah. episode. Uh, 
That'd be insane. Imagine it, because like I, I used to work for like a radio or an intern for a radio station, and their shows are like four hours long. Imagine if we did this for four hours, Joe. What would we talk about? That's insane. I don't know. I mean, better people than us do it. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, there are a bunch of Overwatch podcasts that are like two hours. I haven't seen like a four hour long, but there, there, there are a bunch of like two, three hour podcasts. Ours like almost reach an hour and a half every week. So, yeah. I mean, we got a lot to talk. If we talked about every team individually, we could do that. That's um, true. That's true. I, I would. We could have like a mega podcast one day. We would have to like find like a weekend or something, yeah. and maybe stream it. Maybe we do our first live podcast. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. In the um, meantime, we feel we fill the more manageable show size niche. So. Yeah. Exactly. It, it works. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. Uh. Do you, let's let's talk about the game itself. Outlaws, San Francisco Shock. Um. Because, I mean, this did start on Nepal with a very close Nepal two to one with some Dante Sombra. Uh, action that that really got some things kicked off and it seemed like i mean it was the classic outlaws thing this entire match kind of that they've been going through this whole season when they were on more comfortable heroes for themselves they look amazing and they they did it once again here um, especially with dante sombra uh, getting some huge hacks in but then you have the next two maps joe that that outlaws were unable to get a single point on either Lunar Horizon Colony or Eichenwald. Um, how do you, how do you think they managed to turn it around after getting shut shut out those two maps? Like as a viewer, I almost tuned out mentally. Like I was like, okay, like because control can usually be iffy, right? When someone takes control, you're like, okay, this might not be indicative of what's going to happen. And then when San Francisco sort of dominates the next two maps, you're like, okay, this is over. Um, how do, how do you think they were able to persevere that? Yeah, no, it's, uh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. With the control maps that, uh, I mean, you know, they're, they're made to be that way, but, um, uh, that they can really go either way, just depending on, you know, really small things, um, you know, with like the symmetrical maps and all that. I mean, uh, the, that's kind of the point. Um, but, but yeah, so pick up control is good. I mean, you know, Houston last season was not good at control at all. Um. Uh, and same thing coming in, in map five. Also the control map two o, um, over shock. But. Um. But yeah, Havana uh, being the map to turn it around, and it's been you know a week since that. Uh, <laughs> since that game, but uh, pulling off a full hold against uh, San Francisco, um, and then coming back and taking a one point of their own. I mean that's exactly what you want to be doing. Um, you, you know, I guess that sort of team, and I think um, I wonder if it's like the, the newness of the map, uh, maybe that partly was uh, played to their advantage potentially in there. Uh, you know that lots of the teams are more uh, sort of on a more even playing field uh, uh, on Havana than on, on some of these other maps. Yeah, uh, I mean, just watching Havana so far on the stage, it, it definitely seems like it's almost a free-for-all and watching paris last last stage too it, i mean meta the meta on that map's still evolving uh so they don't know exactly what they're running yet they're not, they're not 100 percent confident on what they should be running or where they should be on the map or where you know all that stuff no one it, it's it just 
came into existence, Joe. So they don't know. They don't. They haven't mastered this this place yet. Uh, so that that might be that definitely might be helpful. And then, but then they just come out on Ilios, which is a map that San Francisco has definitely played before. This this came out uh, a very long time ago in comparison to Havana and uh, Houston Outlaws two Odom on this on this map in, in a dominant fashion and uh, yeah it's very weird that Houston I mean Houston defied almost everything almost everything they're usually bad at control maps and then map fives in this one series to beat the current <laughs> best team in the league so it's true it's pretty impressive um but i think we should i think we should give our mvp of the week out right now i think it's a fitting time joe um because yeah. our mvp your mvp and my mvp is sort of we're a good duo this week especially in this mat in this match um i went with muma on the reinhardt and you went with joe uh dante uh playing lots of somber this series um and being super successful at it <laughs> yeah um i and i i wanted to pick i wanted to pick muma to to go with your dante because i think um dante was able to get the huge emps and then muma was coming in with huge earth shatters in response i think they worked really well as a duo when they both had their ultimates up um and i, I think that was a big big part of this victory uh, and how how good they've been looking lately uh, as far as their synergies goes, I mean, when when we talk about Houston Outlaws being on heroes they're comfortable with, Muma is so comfortable on that Reinhardt, so uh, way more than the Winston or or anything else that that he'd be on a wrecking ball. He's a good wrecking ball too, but Reinhardt's his his guy. So he he and he looked really great following up those EMPs. I mean, the EMP shatter was was almost everything. Uh, that the shock was scared of this week. So I think both our MVPs uh, had a big part. <clears throat> um, and this Absolutely. is my match. This is my match. This is our one of our matches to rewatch. Our other match to rewatch was the one that was up next between the Shanghai Dragons and the Atlanta Reign. Um, Shanghai Dragons being highly power ranked by almost everyone across the board lately. Uh, they're top they've like almost always like for a very long time now been like top five and reinforces power rankings uh everyone loves this team and atlanta rain has been deemed one of the giant slayers in this league beating nyxl twice um going head-to-head with some very top teams um and then also losing to guangzhou charge uh in the in the midst of all of that (laughs) As one does, you know. Yes, of course. You beat you beat NYXL twice, and then you lose to Guangzhou Charge. Obviously, that's what happens. Uh, but this yeah. was also a five mapper. Were these the only two five mappers this week? Yes, that would be were. surprising, but I guess so. Yeah, I mean, we're getting. I've I've been ta- talking about this more lately. With twenty teams, we've been getting some more matches that are going to be obvious winners obvious losers so uh we just have a lot more dud matches because of the more teams we have uh but we had two really good matches to start off the week so um but this was a close one this was this was a very close one uh how how do you think shanghai managed to pull it out in the end joe yeah, and uh, and this was one of the matches we picked too, because um, in fact, 
I seem to recall. Um, you know, last week the uh, the Shock Houston match was sort of a joke. We're like, uh, you know, it's gonna be close because you know Houston's looking so good. Um, but like we didn't actually predict it or anything. But this was when we did um, Shanghai Atlanta. We both actually had picked Shanghai initially, um, but then I went back and and changed to Atlanta, which I've discovered now I should not do. Mm-hmm. Um, I should just I should just go with my gut. But um, but yeah, this back and forth. Um, you know, we we see in the map score um, Atlanta was up two uh, one after three, um, and then Shanghai came back to take the last two. Um, uh, but yeah, we went to six rounds on those guys. That was fun. Uh, three or four on uh, Nambani. Yeah, I don't know. It's um, it, um, Atlanta playing lots of Daco. I mean, that was sort of a thing that they went back and forth with um, in stage two. And it's it's glad to see him back because um, it's definitely a an asset for the team. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm impressed by both teams. I, honestly, Atlanta Rain, despite losing, um, God, why can't? Despite losing, what is his name? Why the Defran? Defran. Oh, of course, Defran. How did I forget Defran's name? That's embarrassing. <laughs> despite losing Defran, who I think was one of their was probably the best player in in the first stage. They continue to impress me uh, every week that the fact that they're st- they're sticking with these teams. Uh, I wasn't convinced even after they beat NYXL twice, but honestly, they're st- they're they're staying close with all these teams. They just gotta win though, uh, because they ended up getting forrowed by Seoul later this weekend. Uh, so you definitely see the potential for Atlanta there, and you see it all the time. Uh, they maybe just need that one more piece. I can't imagine that how different this might be if they did have Defran. That would I would I would like to go to the dimension where that that exists and see if they they're winning all these games or or what's happening. But it's another true. close one. Uh, I'm still not as sold on Shanghai Dragons as like reinforces like top five of his power rankings. I I know they've got they're nine and seven now. Um, they're seventh overall in the league. Um, so they're that they're up right. there. They're up there for sure, and they've got a good team. I don't know if they're contending for a championship, but they've. They, I think they're definitely a playoff team. Oh yeah. Well, and, and speaking of reinforce, I know he's brought Houston up into the top ten this week too. Yeah, I think a lot of people are bringing Houston up into their top ten because I think, I don't know, beating San Francisco's a big feat. Honestly, like you can beat NYXL because every once in a while they get upset, or you can beat London because they get upset. San Francisco hasn't gotten upset much, especially since stage two. Um, and Vancouver, like if you beat Vancouver or San Francisco, like everyone's going to be like, oh my God, these, this team must be really good. Um, it's true. And, it's yeah. True. That, like San Francisco and Vancouver are like another breed on goats. So when you're beating, when you're going head to head with them, it's like, oh, like th- this team must be good actually. Um, yeah. And we forgot to mention Houston. Houston did get this is since Houston got sold too. So maybe that has has sort of changed things behind the scenes there. Um, because yeah, they've been uh, they've been released from their whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, from Optic. Um, so now Immortals, Immortals like on the interim owns them. 
which is someone which is an organization who actually has disposable money that they can use whereas optic did not so that's probably very freeing just getting out of that situation in general it's probably very freeing uh so that's good for them overall uh but let's move on to dallas fuel joe because the dallas fuel uh are having a little bit of a bad stage. They're one and three in this stage so far. They've had a tougher schedule, uh, but Chunk Do Hunters maybe you won that they should have won, uh, especially if they're going to want to make stage playoffs here. Then yeah, I was, a- I was a little surprised that it wasn't so that it wasn't as close as it was, but yeah, yeah. Uh, they ended up losing three to one to Chung Do because I, I mean. Maybe should have been a little close. Like, Chengdu's just been super inconsistent. They have looked really good at times. Uh, at other times, they've looked fairly mediocre. Uh, this is apparently one of their times that they look good. But, Joe, I mean, Dallas Fuel, they're still over 500, I believe. I think they're 10 and 8 overall. I lost my standings page. Dallas? I believe... Yes. 10 and 8. Yeah. 10 and 8, yeah. Um, so they're still they're sitting they're sitting on that ninth place spot. Um, but they did I mean they had that very easy stage last last stage stage two that is, which gave which sort of sort of skyrocketed them up in the standings. Is this just like a free fall at this point, Joe? Or are they just going to keep dropping? Or do you see this team sort of getting it together here? I mean they've got a, uh, a rematch against Chengdu this week. Um, as well as uh, Hangzhou and New York later in the stage. Those are both going to be difficult uh, matches for sure um, because this stage, Dallas is sitting at, what, two, one and three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it, I'm, I'm not uh, uh, predicting as good a as good a stage three as they had stage two for sure. Uh, and then uh, stage four, they're playing London, uh, Gladiators, and Shock. But... Uh, I don't know. I, I think that there's definitely um, good qualities in this team that they've they, they've um, uh, it's it's hard to say. I don't know. Um, you, you know exactly what's happening. Um, they, they, they've definitely got the potential to to, to have some success. Uh, I don't think it's gonna be to this stage necessarily, but um, potentially pulling up onto. Uh, like a postseason playoff spot. I'm trying to see where they are now. Yeah, there's because they're sitting at nine now. I think it's going to be relatively okay for them to maintain that. Yeah, it's not. It's definitely not too hard to to make that top twelve, especially when you're in this good of a position that Dallas feels in right now. They're really going to have to have a meltdown to not to not make that twelve. Um, especially, I mean, they've been playing. They've been playing consistently like they should be in the top 12. So it's it's definitely going to have to – because they when they're facing teams like Washington or really bad teams, they'll absolutely stop them. And I think they'll continue to do that. It's just they need to grab some wins against these teams that are like around the same position as they are in the standings, um, especially Chengdu. Like you got to you got to win that one if you're if you're going to – keep it up here for dallas and if you're gonna try to break out as like an elite team too because and it i mean it even alludes to the wild card thing itself if you can't beat those other teams that are in the wild card playoff you're not going to make it into the actual playoffs especially if you're not going to make top six so dallas has just got to learn to do that and then they'll be good yeah just just get good just get good joe that's fantastic 
Um, <laughs> fantastic advice for them. Uh, what else? What else? I mean, Vancouver had a smooth sailing week. Hangzhou, I mean, they played them close in the maps, uh, but didn't end up going to a map five, three to one. Overall, Vancouver had a nice, easy week, and one of those other games was against Dallas, too. So, Dallas, not too good of a week. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, nothing else is news here besides I feel like Boston uprising because they have been the opposite of their nickname, Joe. It's um, true. They have been they... crashing and burning. What is happening? <laughs> uh, and I guess that might be a little bit harsh again because we're only two weeks in. But yeah, to have a Boston sitting at 0 and 4 and a minus 11 map differential, um, that that's that's a problem. Um, going into stage three, um, and I mean, you know, we saw um, if, if you're on Reddit at all, I'm sure you've seen the uh, the, the clip of fusions after the the Houston game, which is just like get uh, a little overcome in his frustration. But um, you know, if you're losing to teams like Philly, who's had a terrible you know, six weeks or whatever. Um, th- th- that's not a that's not a game you want to lose. Houston isn't a game you want to lose. Um, again, with with like teams that are around your level, and then Boston yeah. going in going into play in shock this week. Uh, Philly again in week four. Uh, you know they need to have some wins, but at this rate, it's not. Um, they're not coming. And I don't know. Um, you know, there's speculation. Oh, there might be something like going on behind the scenes that we don't know. Um, um, you, you know what the deal is exactly, but at, at the same time, yeah, it's. I, I, I kind of wonder if you scrap this stage and, and look forward to stage four when you're playing <laughs> Guangzhou and Chengdu and Florida and the Valiant and Atlanta. Um, I mean, this this stage. DC. This this stage on paper is not that hard for them either i <laughs> they should it's they should have beat philly they should have beat paris uh houston's streaking right now in london's london um but they joe looking at their looking at their schedule out of the last nine games they have lost eight of their last nine games um that's fun yeah they are i would be frustrated too <laughs> uh that's awful they they did start off playing like Hangzhou, London, then Vancouver. They had their one win is against the Gladiators. <laughs> um but they have their losses include Paris, Washington, a very bad currently Philly team. Like they they have losses against some some pretty bad teams. So they I mean this this past 9 games they're really going to want to erase from their memory here. Uh it's it's been rough going for Boston. And it's hard not to assume that it is something behind the scenes, especially with the reputation that this this team has sort of had in the past, especially with their players not wanting uh, that that sort of environment. Um, so it, if the environment's like that, that's not good. Yeah, it's uh, if you have you know, that reputation of having not uh, not an ideal situation. That's it's hard to break. Uh, you know yeah. the speculation when you get in a situation like this. Yeah, I mean the Boston Boston wants to go for the Patriots, the New England Patriots mindset, um, which is basically just work work the hell out of your players um, and then win. 
that's that's the mindset is like this isn't fun this is a job and you're going to be really good at it or else we're going to get mad um i know that because my home my hometown of the of detroit uh their football team the lions now has a former patriots coach um our former patriots like assistant coach as our head coach and he came in and he said he wanted to instill the patriots mindset in our in our locker room and one of my friends who works for the lions said that it's either going to work out super well if we're winning everyone's going to be super happy that we have this regimented awesome like work hard mentality but if we're losing everything's going to blow up um, because everyone's going to be mad that they haven't been allowed to like have fun at all everyone's going to be mad that they're working so hard and they're getting no results and and they'll assume that's the reason exactly they'll be like we need more our morale is your morale just goes straight down to the basement like if if you are like treating basically you're working so hard and it is doing the opposite of paying off it is it's just brutal and that's what seems to be happening right now and that's why it's such a big downfall i i feel like if if that's the mindset of course me and joe don't we don't live with these people. We don't get to see what happens, but it's true. We're just assuming based off of like what we've heard about how that how they want to run that organization. Um, but yeah, Boston on the downfall. <laughs> yeah, and, and not looking good for a couple of weeks, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anything else you want to talk about, Joe? Everything else seems sort of run of the mill. Soul head. Oh yeah, I guess they, they uh, beat Atlanta 4-0 and then lost to Shock 4-0, but they've been doing pretty good this stage. Yeah, I mean, I think it's... that's classic Soul. Just get destroyed by a really good team, but destroy bad teams. Like, I feel like that happens all the time to them. Yeah. Uh... Uh, Washington drew a map with Hangzhou. That's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, LA, Val- LA Valiant's kind of on the rise here. Um. I mean, they only beat Guangzhou, but they're two and one in this stage so far. So we'll see. We'll see how that ends up going. LA Valiant and Houston like kind of have some sort of green team um, like alignment on Twitter now. I mean, they are owned by the same company right now, so it's true. Um, hmm. uh, Philly finally got a win. That's yes, split. they did. I don't know how big their losing streak is, but. As a Philly fan, how do you feel, Joe? Um, I mean, it's good. Uh, uh, let's see. They uh, okay. They 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 three one Florida most recently, or no, that was the end of stage two. Uh, before that, they lost uh, three. They lost three in a row before before they beat Boston. Yeah, they they beat Houston uh, week three stage two, mm-hmm. and then have lost since then. I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It's been a good while. Yeah, well, it, and I wonder if uh, Houston now could beat them. I mean, I think, actually, are they playing? Or was that some other team that's playing Philly? Up. I don't know. That was Boston that was playing Philly coming up, but that's fine. Yeah, Philly plays Atlanta next week, which is going to be hard. Um, But, yeah, they, I mean, Philly's the team that's, like, begging for a 2-2-2 lock. Uh, and if they get it, uh, all they have to do is like sort of where are they in the standings right now? Uh, like 13 or something, 14. They oh, just got to uh, hover. Uh, 
14 in the stage, uh, 10 in the season. Yeah, they uh, 10. They just got to hover around there and then hope, pray that stage four is going to be a 2 2 2 lock. And then once that happens, like, they'll be feeling a lot better. That's true. Uh, so they just got to, like, stay 500 almost. Yeah, they'll just be able to play more comfortably, I think. Mm hmm. I mean, they want. I, I, I think Boombox in an interview like said, um, "What kind of meta do you?" <laughs> I, I can't remember what the question. I think it was like, "What kind of meta do you guys throw?" And he's like, "Any meta where DPS DPS players can play DPS." That was his answer. So, yeah, Philly's really hoping for that. Anything else from this week, Joe? Uh, uh we saw lots of Sombra. Um, yeah. I mean, there was lots of summer stage one sort of died off a little bit stage two but i saw a graphic um somebody posted probably captain planet on twitter that uh you know it's like five or ten percent more sombra uh this stage so far than in the past yeah that's that's super weird that it's just all this because at some point everyone was just like okay sombra goats is just inferior to to regular goats because people figured it out um and now it's just all of a sudden everyone's like yeah, actually people haven't figured it out I'm, we're going to play Sombra um, and it's working you saw the top team like go down for the first time in a while so that's because of Sombra Joe's going to have to give his stage MVP to Sombra again yeah <laughs> yeah for a while it just sort of seemed like you know it's like that phrase uh, you know those who can play play three three goats and those who can't play somber goats but <laughs> um you know maybe there's a little more to it now yeah who knows uh lots more somber we'll see if it continues uh through next week but joe we have uh, where's my sheet we have a lot of news specifically to do with the florida mayhem uh because they have been deciding it's time it's time to go to go recruiting. It's time to pick up some players. Now that they're an all Korean roster, they have they have they have been going to to the Korean areas. They've been finding some some players. They signed four players, Joe, since we had last had a podcast. Four. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it started off with uh, Rain support player. Uh, that was on June seventeenth. So. Earlier this week, I guess, or earlier, yeah, it is Thursday. Uh, he's from O2 Blast. He's a support player. O2 Blast. Um, he's a Lucio guy. He's a main support. Uh, he's not a, he's not a flex support. And then, two or yesterday, uh, they came in and signed DPI Gargoyle and uh, Carrion. Uh, are they all from the same team? All from I believe so. All from Armament, 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 yeah. uh, which is Contenders Korea team, um, and they they are respectively DPI, DPS, DPI is a DPS, Gargoyle is a flex, and uh, Karyon is a tank. Uh, everyone super excited about these signings uh, as far as the Contenders Korea fans go they say these players are really good and a lot of them are excited to see them in the overwatch league now and say that florida has made a really good signing joe um 
here on this podcast, me and Joe are Florida Mayhem. Uh, we we're we're we <laughs> we're not too confident <laughs> in the Florida Mayhem and their organization. But Joe, you got to give them credit for for <laughs> for th- as you said it before, throwing money at at things continually because that's I mean how else are they going to fix it right Joe yeah well in, in the last six weeks I just pulled it up because I was curious in the last six weeks uh, Florida have gained or lost uh, 12 individual players oh my god <laughs> in the last six weeks uh, yeah. that they're, they're yeah. up to a full 12 man roster now uh, but yeah it's just it's just a little bit crazy that uh to, to have all of that I mean you know on the one hand I guess um, the, again we've been saying this for for weeks now that you know I, I guess they have an idea of what they want and so that's you know that's something and we should uh, we could give them a little bit of props for that that they're you know clearly going after what they want but at the same time yeah you gotta have some success otherwise it is just throwing money at something until the, the throwing money at the country of South Korea um, uh, un- until you get an Overwatch win, and it hasn't been super successful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, hopefully, hopefully they get an Overwatch win with this one. But if they don't, Joe, you know that they are going to throw more money at the country of South Korea until they give them a star. Uh, and you just, <laughs> you gotta hope. I mean, you gotta hope this is it for Florida because if it's not, like. That's your deep doo doo because you have decided to, to, to get to make so many people like jobless basically, um, instead of trying to work with them and just coming up and saying, okay, we want full Korean, and now they're going all in on it. We'll see if they get a win. We'll see if they start looking good. Uh, but they're, I mean, they're. You got to give them credit for for actually trying their hardest here, uh, to to make sure that they have a competitive team because I think they are right now. Um, I mean, they're competing with Washington on being the, the worst team. Um, and I think both of them are doing a really good job of saying, okay, it's time to start changing things uh, because what they got right now ain't working. Um, Washington, not recently, but more, more of last stage. Washington was like time to start changing things. And they did. Uh, but yeah, and then we had a nice little, a nice little transfer, a nice little trade. Toronto gave Envy to the Shanghai Dragons. Envy has been all over the Overwatch League now. He was he was LA Valiant before, and now he's Shanghai, or then he was Toronto. Now he's Shanghai. Yeah. Um, and this is important because I, they've, um, Toronto. I think this shows that Toronto has some has some confidence here in gods uh who's their new flex tank they've been playing more and more this stage um over envy i think they're they were more excited with gods i guess uh who they who they got from their contenders team uh to replace envy as that flex tank uh and they gave envy over to shanghai uh but do you who do you Which i mean is, yeah go ahead uh, i was just say it's interesting because um uh that you trade away your uh, your Korean flex tank from what used to be an all Korean uh, Toronto Defiant, uh, you know, in favor of uh, uh, the American 
American player God. So like, I don't know if he um, speaks Korean. Or maybe he does. I don't know. But um, but but you know that's that's interesting. Uh, you know, talking about the the concerns you have to weigh. You know, as a as a team, that it must be must have been worth it to them either to to play with a mixed language roster or uh, be, to, to 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 make that transition somehow. Uh, and of course, you got Cherik too, who is I don't recognize that flag. Oh, pulling up his page, he's Latvian, mm. uh, so that's fun. Uh, lives in the UK <laughs> apparently. Yes. Uh, anyway, but to, to to make that shift away from that, you know, there's the uh, they must have either gotten, uh, you know, some good value for for envy from Shanghai, um, or like you said, they're really confident in these two players or both. I guess. Yeah, uh, they. I mean, I think they got a good amount of money for uh, Shanghai. Never. I mean, their their flex is like Gregory. They're not running Gregory really, so they've never really had like a pure flex player. Uh, they're running DPS at flex right now, I think, because it's Zarya. So. Um, I mean, Shanghai's never had that pure flex because Gregory's been like sort of a tank flex mix. Even on Liquipedia, it's listed as flex slash tank. Um, so Envy's just a pure flex, uh, really good diva player, obviously. So I think this is a good pickup for Shanghai here. Uh, but yeah, I, I, in interviews, I'm pretty sure someone on Toronto has been saying has said that they're now they're speaking English. Um, everyone's speaking English. I don't. I don't think. Sherik or Gods can speak Korean. Uh, maybe Gods knows a little bit, but I think they're all speaking English now. But I know head coach Bishop has, is very fluent in English, so uh, hopefully hopefully the players are pretty fluent too, or else that would be kind of rough. Okay. Um, but that's good for Shanghai. I think that's a good, good pickup for Shanghai, and I think Toronto may confident in gods now doesn't necessarily need envy so good to get some more money evidently yeah um but yeah there's a new uh batiste story comic um and this have i feel like uh, does this happen it, every it, year go ahead oh i was just to say it is actually a story that there's um there's a handful of illustrations oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah it's like a text story yeah it's like a okay i see that uh, comic yeah, so most recently I think was the the on a best head one. I think was mm-hmm. the most recent one like this. Um, when was that? Uh, that's a good question. I know we talked about it on the show, but I guess we've been going for almost a year. So <laughs> Yeah. But uh yeah. um but yeah, and so just like the on a best head thing, we also have the uh Baptiste reunion challenge. Um that's live right now. Uh I think it's right live right now yeah like today mm-hmm. i think it started uh, you can go in and get nine wins sometime between now and the first of july um and you'll get a bunch of sprays and uh an epic baptiste skin that i actually really don't like like i don't like the way it looks <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of gaudy i think it's on the last page of that pdf you're probably looking at but yeah um it's whatever i guess um uh, but you can get that skin uh here in the next you know 10 or 12 days or whatever it is um, yeah, you can barely see them. <laughs> yeah, uh, not much uh, as far as the actual content of uh, the story. I mean, it's a, a little story about uh, an interaction he had with um, some talent members in uh, uh, in Haiti. Uh, 
So that's kind of cool. Uh, I did introduce a couple of new characters from Talon um, that uh, some people are pretty convinced that we're actually going to get uh, a new Talon tank already. Uh, that that might even be the next hero or, or certainly one of the, the next few heroes that are coming. Uh, this character, Malgo, who reminds me a lot of uh, Maui from Moana. <laughs> both yeah, in the pictures I'm... both in the pictures and in the descriptions uh, of him it sounds a lot like that yeah um, and, and the, the text just does describe him as having a shield I don't think we ever see a picture of it but uh, so another shield tank maybe incoming which would be crazy because we haven't had a new one of those since Orissa <laughs> yeah true um, that, he does look so much like the guy from Maui, from Hana. He's like got the tattoos too. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, but yeah, we see him in like armor at one point in this illustration. Uh, but I don't see a shield, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's cool. Always always down for some more story content. Uh, I'll definitely, definitely start reading this. Uh, and we got that, I mean, we get that classic challenge thing that they do when they release new lore. They release like a skin, and then if you watch streamers, you get sprays and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, which is nice. It's a it's a good way to, to get people watching Overwatch streams, so good on them. And then we, we actually got to see Jeff's face this, this week, Joe, with a, with a dev update for June. We did, and we were prepared to be surprised. And we weren't. We... <laughs> yeah, everyone's kind of disappointed with this dev update. Uh, it was just like him almost. I mean, it was just everything we knew already. And he teased. He teased like, didn't he tease like a big patch coming or a big change? Um, or, or he might have like last time or something. I don't know. But mm-hmm. this this particular dev update was pretty boring. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, basically, I mean, it's like just reading patch notes, so like just telling us replays are here, uh, you have here on the sheet. To share them, we recommend recording yourself, which is something Joe did not want. Joe wanted shareable replays. Yeah, they've got a, they, that, that has to be, you know, like somewhere on their pipeline, um, you know, just for the sake of being able to like actually use them because there's only so much that you can actually do yourself with the replay um you know if you're not uh you know like a coach or something but to, to be able to to download a file and send it to somebody that then they can examine the replay themselves i mean that's that's gonna be super valuable once that comes out but uh but yeah apparently today is not that day <laughs> yeah uh it definitely should be coming league of legends has that you can download your replay um find it in your system folders send send that replay off to people like they don't have like a direct share button or something like that but i mean overwatch i, I feel like that's down the pipeline but yeah kind of kind of weird jeff didn't allude to that at all um competitive deathmatch season he talked about uh deathmatch is fun yeah, so that's, I, I assume that's, that's live good. right now i haven't checked but yeah probably uh, but nothing else really. I mean, new heroes should be teased soon, like next two weeks or like sometime in July, right? It's true because um, it was Wrecking Ball this time last year. Yeah, exactly. So new heroes should be coming. Um, last I remember, Jeff was teasing that one robot. Was that Athena in the in that Ash 
in that Ash uh, short or who, oh, who was yeah. the robot? Um, oh, oh no, because it was uh, uh, is it called Echo? I think. Some yeah, it's definitely not Athena. It's some other. It's Echo or something like that. Um, he was teasing that that might be this one, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and beyond one... that, uh, there was a a live server update, mm-hmm. uh, which with with the PTR patch is now on live servers. Uh, so in fact, the PTR is now older than the live patch because there was a little bit of a change. Uh, no surprises in like hero balance. This was the the excuse me the diva nerf. Uh, uh, Rissa got a buff where she can throw her shield while she's reloading. Uh, my piece got a couple more heal grenades. Um, and McCree's primary fire recovery time used to be a half second per shot on the PTR. It was 0.4 seconds per shot on live. It's now 0.42 seconds per shot. Um, that's the only change between uh, PTR and live. Um, so, you know, I they thought that um, the, the original change was a little bit uh, a little bit too drastic. Um, and I wonder if it's still going to be super powerful, uh, you know, even with 0.42 seconds instead of 0.4 but uh, we're going to find out here pretty soon um, yeah. I can see what happens I mean it's, in theory it's going to be in uh, you know week 4 or, or stage 4 of the Overwatch League <laughs> that, that'll be mm-hmm. that'll be brought in so we'll see yeah uh, Ty Mill, a bunch of pros excited about this new McCree uh, and that makes sense a lot of pros want to play DPS already yeah. uh, new, new Brigida bug discovered so is this the different different bug from that armor or was this an old bug or is this the uh, bug I, i'm thinking of this is probably the one you're thinking of it came out this okay. last um this last week i think certainly between now and the um the last show we had but right. it's sort of complicated to explain um quickly but the gist of it is that um when uh Brigitte's rally gives you armor it gives it in like um up to 15 little chunks over time uh, which is fine because you know that's that's the way it happens. You know it's awarded over time, but the game um, it, it has to be unintentional. Surely, um, the game actually awards you individual chunks of armor that calculate their own individual damage reduction. So instead of just um, a, a, a base three damage reduction uh, every time, it actually does more than that uh, because of some some weird mathematical interactions and you can look this up on reddit um um, you you know if you you want to get more into it um but the 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 point of it is that um rally armor especially rally armor armor, um given over time like as you're also being damaged um is doing a lot more damage reduction than it is intended to be doing um and they said that the theoretical max um the, the theoretical map max it can block 90 percent of like 90 or 95 percent of incoming damage uh but that you know you have to manipulate a lot of stuff to make it do that but um but yeah oh, they we, fixed they fixed it joe oh they did were you seeing it's that fi- it was fixed in 1.37 oh Birgitta fixed a bug where armor damage mitigation was too effective when multiple instances of armor were stacked up on top of each other Ooh. We did, maybe I must completely miss that in the uh, patch notes, I assume. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's in there. They fixed uh, it. They no All longer right. have the patch notes available on the 
on the uh, launcher in like that tab because <laughs> it's oh. all because it's all Baptiste stuff now but oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, oh, okay so that was a bug that did exist until like this week <laughs> yeah um, uh, and I mean it, literally someone discovered it like four days ago and then like they fixed it right away yeah so in theory I guess it's still in the uh, uh, Overwatch League maybe I don't know yeah it should be it probably should be, yeah, yeah. because that's uh, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it seems it makes, small, but it's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, it makes me wonder if. Uh, I mean, they probably that's because that, that's the sort of thing that I'm sure they could go in and hotfix. But I wonder if they just wouldn't um, like for to make the stage consistent. I don't know. Yeah. Huh. Hopefully they fix that. That'd be weird. Um, but yeah, maybe they won't. Okay, so there you go. So that doesn't exist anymore on the live server, but it did for a while. <laughs> yes. It did it, it did for a long time before people discovered it, and then uh, they fixed it. So good on you, Blizzard. Um, but yeah, let's, let's move on to stage three, week three, Joe. Uh, as far as our picks go, I, I'm, uh, I'm coming a little ahead. I have three wins ahead of you now. Come uh let's see free. yeah yeah 28 to 25 <laughs> uh, i only had one this past week yes oh boy <laughs> um we'll see and we both picked boston and they lost that's uh... we did <laughs> uh but yeah next this this upcoming week uh the match of the week is chungdu hunters versus dallas fuel that rematch that's gonna be a good one uh, but let's let's get into our picks. We're picking Paris versus Houston. I mentioned it earlier in the show as a as one to watch out for. Uh, Absolutely. Bo- both teams looking a little better this stage. Uh, and since I am in the lead, I must pick first, Joe. Uh, and that's happening today. And I'm expecting the Houston Outlaws to win this one. Uh, I just I think while Paris is getting a little hotter here. I think Houston is getting. I think Houston's just gaining confidence by the second, uh, and I, I I love how their team's working together lately, uh, and how comfortable they are on their picks. Um, so I'm I'm picking I'm picking Houston. Yeah, that's and that's my pick as well. Um, I think um, if they don't win this first match, because it's like one of the first matches of the week, I think. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, second match of the yeah, day today. That, yeah, if they don't win this, I think that's going to be um, a pretty big red flag for for the rest of the Houston stage. But uh, if they're able to come, to come out with this, that's you know it's a good sign that they're uh, you know just they've got some some substance to back up um, all these uh, all this speculation around them right now. Yes, um, Shanghai Los Angeles Valiant is the next game we're picking and i think this is another good one another test specifically for the los angeles valiant who uh they've been looking good good lately better but they haven't had a real test yet joe they haven't had and and this is this is really going to be that first test shanghai dragons here um but i do think it's going to be a bit too hard of a test joe <laughs> the shanghai dragons are very good and while I do, I have continually over this season said the Los Angeles Valiant is better than their record suggests and better than their results are saying, I don't think they're they're better than the Shanghai Dragons in the end of it all. So I'm picking Shanghai. 
Yeah, uh, well, in fact, this is a rematch from uh, from week one of stage three. The same thing, they played, uh, uh, Shanghai played LA Valiant, and it was uh, it was a win for Shanghai. Uh, it was 3-1 mm -hmm. that time. But, um, but, but yeah, partly that and partly, um, you know, for all the reasons you said, basically, that I'm also going uh, for Shanghai here. I mean, um, like we said, uh, LA Valiant has an interesting sort of schedule in that lots of uh, lots of the games they play are, you know, they're they're underdogs going into it. But uh, this is one that I think is going to be difficult for for them to come out on top for sure. Mm -hmm. um, before we get to our next pick, we aren't picking anything on Friday, but I do think it's a notable day. Uh, because we got a London-New York rematch. New York stomped London last time. We'll see if London can do, can uh, can sort of get back at them. Uh, Los, An Los Angeles Gladiators are playing Shanghai as well that day. Uh, I think that's a really good game between two uh, two really good teams. And then uh, might as well mention Vancouver-Chengdu as well, because I believe last time they played, they went to five maps, and it was yeah. super close. Well, yeah, um, they almost lost. Yeah, that was like into stage one, I think. Uh huh. It was super, super close game, uh, and that one—that's when everyone was like, "Chengdu, so good. This is sick." Uh, so Friday, watch out for Friday. Some possible upsets and a, a really good Gladiators Dragons match. I feel like. Uh, Toronto, Guangzhou. Guangzhou has been all over the place. Don't know if this seems good or not. Probably not. Um, and Toronto, I'm liking Toronto's. I mean, I like Gods a lot. He could he could use some improvement here or there, but Toronto's making some moves here. Um, I, I'm more confident in Toronto than I am Guangzhou, so I'm going to go with the Toronto Defiant and my man Gods. Yeah, I think um, I like to do my picks in advance, um, and that was mine as well. Um, and I'll probably I'll probably stick with it this time. That's uh, that seems to be working well enough, but um, but, but yeah, Toronto uh, they, they've got a, a better record than Guangzhou currently, you know, but similar consistency like you're talking about. Um, that yeah, it's uh, Toronto's been looking really nice. They've had some good pickups in the last you know stage and a half or so, um, and hopefully they can be able to use that um, you know to their full advantage against uh, against Guangzhou. Yeah, uh, Toronto, all the way. And then the game right after them is our last game we're picking of the week, and it's another really good one. Hangzhou Spark versus Seoul Dynasty. This might be my game of the week. This is a, this is going to be a good one. Um, last time they played each other was at the end of Stage 2, and it was for a stage playoff spot, and Hangzhou came out on top. Uh, both teams peaking. So they're sort of reaching their full potential at the same time and it's right now and that's why it's sort of a really good matchup oh, it's so hard and I have to pick first as always uh, I'm gonna go I, I'm more confident in Hangzhou lately uh, especially since they beat him in their last matchup so I'm gonna go with Hangzhou I'm going pink and blue on this one Joe ah, okay well so there's there's our one difference for the week then because okay. Uh, he, he, I am going uh, for Seoul in this one. Uh, they've been uh, looking really dominant over teams that they are better than. Uh, and like you mentioned earlier, you know it's been 
uh, they've had some weak performances over teams uh, that that are not quite as good as they are but um, with a team that has this much this much roster depth um, and flexibility um, I think that's going to be a really big key for them um, against this uh, Hangzhou squad on Saturday yeah Saturday nope yep yeah Saturday yeah so, yep cool Saturday night <laughs> uh, yeah that's there are picks that's that's our one difference Joe hopefully yeah. hopefully I'm right there you go. Hopefully you're right. <laughs> hopefully uh, somebody's so we, right. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully someone wins. Uh, but yeah, that's our show. That was a good show, Joe. Good job. Um, <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah, uh, but that's that, we're like almost an hour on the dot here. That's pretty impressive. Uh, but yeah, that's that's our show. Uh, if you guys want to follow us on Twitter, my personal Twitter is at jwgeorgeiv. Joe's is at kirkpatrick underscore inc. That's inc. Our Twitter has a show at on the flank show. If we got anything wrong, you can tweet at us uh, <laughs> and get mentioned in the show, much like at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Um, you Good can, e- yes, great times. You can email us on the flank show at gmail.com. If you have any topics or questions you'd like us to talk about as well. If you are listening, you are listening to this podcast in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, we are at ontheflank.podbean.com. Uh, my personal YouTube channel, John George. You can find that via my Twitter. We're on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. We're on Spotify, and we are on Google Play. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, have, have an enjoyable stage three, week three.